Welcome campers, this is Aaron and Bryce, your camp host, and you're listening to Breaking Camp Podcast, conversations about the outdoors and everyday life. So dude, give me a break. It is season five coming to an end. Give me a break. We're taking a break. Break me off a piece of that. Vacation BC, bar. pod. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? BCP? BCP pod. I was like Kit Kat bar, you know? Yeah. BCP pod. That's weird. <laughs> Taking a break. But yeah. this is going to be a full length short episode. I'll say that again. Full, full length, length short, short regular episode. Short episode. Yeah, so we changed up our format. It's been a big season. This season. Short we- Short form. Is that what they call it? Long form, short sure. form, maybe or whatever. Shorten it up, tighten it up, just tighten it up. Really, yeah. we've cleaned it up. Mm-hmm. Well, we've well, cleaned it up. We've tightened it up. It's just nothing but pure gold in the mm. content. Mm. Yeah. Here's one thing we didn't do this year, yeah. this season, Bryce. Yeah. That I just thought of now. A little okay. late, little late. We didn't do any swag. Oh, you're we right. We didn't do any gifts for our Patreoners. We didn't do any cups <sighs> or... bad. Shame Maybe we should look at shirts coming into season six, because we got a little oh, bit of that Patreon money. Can I just money. say no? <laughs> That's... Dude. Why okay. do you hate shirts? I love shirts. They represent a ton of work, because you have a different size, super, I have a different size, they have a different size, everybody's got a easy. different size. Super easy. One size fits all? You, Yeah. <laughs> Everything is an oversized <laughs> sleep shirt. So we just get really big long nightgowns. I like your I like your BCP dress, <laughs> and I like your T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, it's the same size. What do you think? That's great. I like that idea. I don't do. I don't see that as a problem. I see like you order a handful I of would, a few sizes. You do your common sizes. I've done it for a bunch of stuff where like you mm-hmm. focus on your main primary sizes. Mm-hmm. And if people are skinny minis or <laughs> fat joes, you know. I don't know what to tell you, but we don't have a shirt for you. Yeah. And then it, that's not I think a hats. I think hat, a hat is easier. But how would you get a one-size-fits-all hat? Stretch, the stretchy one or the little the snapback? Like a Velcro. No, the snap. Like a Velcro with a soft top. <laughs> like a dad cap. <laughs> well, whatever. Hats would be fine. <clears throat> yeah. Tune in to season six. Oh, boy. Now you're going to create work over our break. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm clearly not. How about like slap bracelets? <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, survival uh, bracelets with a little, a little slap thing on them. Yeah, with a compass and a flint and steel. In a break. anyway, let's let's just talk about what we're doing. So we're we're taking a taking a little breather. Yeah. We, we we actually planned this out a little differently last year. We do we were on the quarter system. Yes. Right? And so we would go January, February, or March, yeah. take a break for April. Yeah. And then go three months, take a break because it aligned with some vacations we had. So yeah. this year we did this is a we started a little late. Yeah. We had a little yeah. late delay. We had a honeymoon. Yeah. And then which seems like a long time ago. Ugh. It was only three months ago. Less than three months ago. Um no. <laughs> I'm not going to bail you out. <laughs> Nothing to do with the relationship, all to do with life and email and podcast and <laughs> vacation and gone every weekend and way too much to do. Never a moment to slow. Hence, see episode 515. 
So it's just marital bliss. Of life. Marital bliss is what you're saying it is. Oh, yeah. Marriage yeah. is going fine. That yeah. was not... Awesome. The reference points. Mm-hmm. The reference mm-hmm. point was the honeymoon. Time does Seems fly. like it's that's been a long time yeah. ago. It was only three months ago. Yeah. So we did an extra couple of weeks, and we went all the way through the end of April. Yeah. And now we're going to take the month of May off. Yeah. Which is so. the best month to take off. I got, I got some camping. You do? Mm-hmm. So I am excited to go camping. What's, what's your... I guess you're not going to say where you're going. I can't say you never, where it you is. You never say places. I can tell you that they, if you listen back through the archives, you may mm. remember a famous camp host, my oh. buddy. Yes. My buddy, I Bruce know Lee. Bruce Lee. <laughs> yes. At that place. So we got two, I think we had three spots there okay. for that weekend. So um, is that um, uh, Memorial, Memorial Day? Day. You, you yeah. got Memorial Day camp? Mm-hmm. Really? I, I, I was on, like I've, I've. So, due to the challenges of reserving things, yeah. knowing there's certain times of year I do want to go to certain places. For the most part, I'm okay with peak season not going to sure, places. Sure. But there's certain times of year where I want to go mm-hmm. to certain places with groups. And so, the only way to do that these days is to get on there and book stuff way early. Yeah. So, I've gotten the habit of backtracking six months and marking things in my calendar. Yeah. So, that like I know, oh, Thursday I need to be up at six to get my spots at seven. Wow. And then reserve them. Wow. Because that's the best thing about these campsites and these reservations is that they're so cheap. You get them far enough in advance. Sure. You get a whole bunch of them, and then you're like, well, I use them or I don't use them, whatever. Ain't no thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't cost me a ton. Huh. Yeah. I, I, I don't <laughs> operate that way. <laughs> that's, uh, that's foreshadowing our topic for the show. Yeah. All right. Should we go get a cooler? But where are you going to camp first this month? Oh, I don't know. I thought you said you had some camping plans. I said I was excited to camp. Oh, just generally. In general. This summer, yeah. What if um, you got a shirt with the logo on the front <clears throat> and the back said, I'm excited to camp? I'm down. I think that I, we... <laughs> 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 Full of ideas. Yeah, it's good stuff. It'll it'll happen. That, that ink it. Ink it. I'm going to look up where we can order some night shirts, some sleep shirts. <laughs> I might have a connection. T-shirt dresses. I might have a guy. Yeah. So you're ready to camp too? Dude, it's just, yeah, because I'm with you about sleeping outside. You know, it's a cool, I love sleeping in my rooftop tent. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have been practicing a little bit with Deacon because um, I want to take him. Get but him I, up in the but rooftop tent? Yeah, it's wow. seven feet off the ground. Yeah. And so I'm a little concerned, like... To I don't want him to get hurt first, and I don't want to get hurt, mm-hmm. you know. Because again, if you're out in the Tuleys and you get hurt and you gotta, you got to yeah. get back or whatever, so. Um, but anyway, we were in the driveway the other day, and I had to open up the tent to just dry it out because I had gone and it was just raining. So it it was sunny, and I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can get him up there. And I tried to like entice him up the ladder because mm-hmm. I've seen like golden retrievers like climb the ladder. Your lateral, your ladder is fairly perpendicular. It's pretty, right? like a straight up. Yeah, and down. like it's pretty straight up and down. I mean, it, it definitely comes out, but it's pretty vertical for okay. a dog, yeah. you know. And and so anyway, I just wanted to see how much he would do. I figure though, like it's probably better that it's more vertical than horizontal, because you feel like if it's horizontal, they would get going to walking across it and maybe yeah, step through. Sure. Yeah. Were you able to get him up? I got him to where he had three feet on, but he could not, he wouldn't commit. 
three like feet cl- on in the tent. So he was no, 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 like up the ladder. So oh, like he okay. was more than halfway up the ladder. Yeah, he's not that high, but he he wasn't climbing off the ground yet. You know what I mean? <sighs> and so yeah, he wouldn't do it. And so I was okay. like, all right, I'm not gonna force it. And you know, so I just was like, well, I don't pick my dog up. I just you know he's. 60 pounds or like yeah. 65 pounds so i'm like i don't pick him up much usually they don't like it it, yeah. it freaks him out a little bit so i was like well i'll pick him up and i'll just see if he starts to freak out and so he didn't and i was mm. like huh so i kind of got on the ladder one step and i'm sort of leaned in and he was just like okay i'm like well he's only gonna sit still for a few seconds yeah so i climbed up high enough where i could get his front feet in okay and then just kind of boosted his butt and yeah. then he climbed in Okay, and so I, he's in. Okay, so he's good. in, and he was like, and I'm like, dude, good job, and like yeah. petting him and stuff. We sat there for a while. He laid down. He was just like, cool, as long as I'm next to you. Yeah. So how'd you get him out though? Because that's even could be. Yeah, that was more the, that's the scarier part yeah. is down. That's um, I just I kind of same thing. I like was on the ladder and kind of scooched him and was talking to him the whole time mm-hmm. and like I just kind of held him and i kind of say almost reverse where it was like where he's his kind of he's almost holding on with his arms at the top as i'm going down the ladder and then the last thing i do i'm pretty close to the ground now Mm. and so then i just kind of kind of turn around and it was fine and he did fine but i still don't i wouldn't do it i i I want a better system something that's like more of a a harness or Something they make that harness thing that you can like the sling thing that goes around your shoulders and your arms to carry your dog. So, like, if you're oh, somewhere really? in the back country and your dog is severely Hurt. injured, you can like carry the dog out. Oh, I'm gonna look for that. That would work called, like a dog dog pack out sling or something. You know, might uh, look for it. Yeah, because hmm. I just think it'd be cool. And then he stayed up there for a while, like, I zipped him in, hmm. put him, I, I kind of the bed was folded over this, so there's like six or eight inches of foam. I was like, hey, man, come check it out over here. And he like lays down. He's like, oh, yeah. This is nice. So I just, I yeah. mean, he was up there for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, mm. maybe. Open a window, let him see some yeah, he, it was like neighborhood the, TV. Yeah, the mesh. And he was just yeah. watching, just checking things out. And I'm like tooling around the truck. And <clears throat> as long as I didn't leave, you know. Yeah, so that's cool. I don't know. That's awesome. I'm You're looking forward camp, to that. Camp dog now. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd like to be able to take him. But we'll see. We'll see. Should we get a drink? Let's or do something. It. All right. Back here in the camp cooler. Well, we got a whole lot of stuff in front of us, Bryce. Mm, yeah. So one you <clears throat> might find really surprising. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Because we're not on an airplane. You're probably thinking, why are we having a ginger ale? Why is there ginger ale here? There's no flight attendant There's saying, no flight attendant. can I get you something to drink? Yeah, I, a ginger ale, please. I love me a ginger ale, but I hardly ever have it. <laughs> it's so good. I'm in an airplane. I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, and I had never said, I'd never really said, oh, yeah, I always drink ginger ale on an airplane. I just knew it, you know? And he, and he And he said it. He was like, he goes, dude, I'm on this flight and everything. And he goes, why do they have anything else? He's like, you and just get ginger ale. How did ginger ale become the drink you have when you're on an airplane? <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, it's, a, it's a great question because, you know, I. the funny thing is, let me open this thing. 
Um, I when I was a kid uh, in Tennessee, the the neighbors. What? You the, lived in Tennessee. You didn't know that. No, I thought you lived out in like St. Helens. I did. You, I lived there too. You moved to Oak Grove. Yeah. And then you were a man, and you were married, and then life <laughs> went on. <laughs> well, when I was a teeny man, um, oh, I lived in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, but the neighbor across the street. So there were two things in their house all the time that were off limits to the kids, and I thought it was because like so ginger ale was one of them. Oh, you thought it was because it was beer. I thought it was like beer or whatever, oh, and I didn't even really yeah. understand all that. Right, you're little. We were like four or five years old. Okay. Right? And so he's like, that's my ginger ale. And it's like, oh, that's, we can't have, that's an adult drink, right? Yeah. Yep. yep and then yep. he had those pistachios that were dyed red. Do you remember those? Like they were had, they had like a red dye on them or, or some like maybe chili or something. But Is it chili or something? They weren't powder. Okay. It was actually stained. Hmm. Marinated. Something. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm the, it's vaguely familiar, but I can't If you recall. saw them, I guarantee you'd be like, okay. oh, yeah. I'm going to have to Google that. Mm-hmm. I'm a duck, duck, go. So, anyway, but yeah, we're not on a flight, but. <laughs> kind of weird. Did you ever think about uh, taking your kids back to Tennessee so they were born there so they wouldn't think they were better than you? <laughs> Sorry, that's the Bargatze bit. Oh, stealing everybody's humor. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. It's okay. I don't think he listens. I don't think so. But now we got a couple of other things here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ginger ale, not on an airplane. No. Uh, we have a little bit of whiskey because you, I gave you, we decided on the ginger ale. Yeah. And then you were like, well, do you have any whiskey? And I was like, well, maybe. And then I said, yeah. have you ever had a pickleback? <laughs> pickleback. I'm like, you're talking about the, the band that everybody makes fun of? Nickelback. <laughs> Nickelback. <laughs> no, pickleback. Pickleback. Never heard of it. So I was like, well, that seems appropriate. You know, we won't say what day it is, or it's obviously Listener Friday. Mm -hmm. So having a little pickleback is just fine. It's not in the morning, so that's good. It's definitely not in the morning. I can tell by my yawning. (laughs) And uh, so we got a little bit of a broken top bourbon. I think it's like 87.5% Okay. proof. 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 Not a percent. Per, if it was yeah. a percent, it would be like ever it's, clear. It's 40, that would be like 42 40, something, 43 yeah. right in there. Somewhere in there. So we got a little bit of that, a little halfy of that. And I know you like my little cups, so I brought I us do. each a couple of those. So we have the, you know, yeah. buy blue little, I don't know what these are technically. Like mine is a fish. Oh. But are they like for espresso or something? I mean, Mine's a, a fish tail. Oh, like what I would shape. call this, yeah, I'd call this an espresso uh, mug. Okay. Catch you later. That's what mine says. Catch you later. And then I got another one here. Uh-huh. Didn't I get you one of these? Yeah, I have you one have of those. You have this guy? Yeah, it's yeah, got flies, flies on it. On yeah. It. Mm-hmm. Everything I know about the flies I learned from my coffee mug. <laughs> and in here, so have a whiff of that. Okay. Mmm, dill pickles. I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. But hold on. Can you explain this? You say, you call it a, so I've heard of a beer back. So, it's so a guy would thing. take a a swig of whatever, a shot of something. A beer back is is a way to get a, a free little bit of beer with your shot. Because you can order oh, a no shot. Way. And then you say, and a beer back. They're not going to charge you for your beer back. It oftentimes comes in a small glass 
but it's just something oh, I to wipe, that. rinse your thing down with. So, it, so to me, it's like, this is awful tasting. I want to get the taste out of my mouth, is what I think of by beer back. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Whiskey, but it's also a way, a, free, a way to get a free one. You don't have to order like, well, I want a Pendleton and a, and a beer. Michelob. You know? yeah. It's like, a, I'll have a whiskey with a beer back. But this would be like the whiskey and then... Rinse the whiskey taste out of your mouth with pickle juice because it's a very complimentary flavor. Really, I think let's let's okay. do. I mean, there's okay. only, only really like a half of a shot in the whiskey. Wait, are we actually doing the whole thing? No, I was gonna say, why don't we do half? Like take a sip, take a, a sip, healthy sip, and out then of we'll it. have a a, health, a healthy sip of the pickle <sighs> juice. Okay, here we go. And you're and then we'll talk about it. And okay. I think you're gonna be like, oh, I'm ready to have that again. All right, okay? here we go. I'm gonna try it. Hmm. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> I think <clears throat> you're not you're not loving it. it. It's it's not terrible. You didn't puke in your mouth. No, no, no. It's not okay. Yeah, there. I, there's no trigger like oh, whoop, whoop. there's yeah. none of that. Okay. I love pickles. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, pickle juice doesn't gross me out. The combo just is so weird to me. But like, I don't, I wouldn't say they complement each other Mm-mm. at all. They, it's more of a contrast. So did you just make this up? No, it's a thing. It really is? Mm-hmm. What? <sighs> so crazy. Because what we should have done is have a whiskey with a ginger ale back. No, we're not on again. We're not on an airplane. <clears throat> huh? Because what I think of with pickle juice is like a martini, so dirty martini, whatever. Um, now I'm curious to like pour the rest of mine together, your pickle and your whiskey. Yeah, and drink it together. Hmm. You what... could do that. It's sour. It's briny. For some, it's nauseating. For others, it's a godsend. <laughs> it's the pickleback shot. Uh, this guy, and so I'm just, I'm just trying to find a brief internet history, right? Pickleback okay. history. Yeah. As internet legend has it, Reggie Cunningham, a former employee of Brooklyn Dive Bar Bushwick Country Club, invented the shot in March 2006. He was half bartending, half nursing a hangover. With McClure's pickles, uh, when a customer challenged him to join him in doing a shot of Old Crow, followed by a shot of pickle juice as a chaser. As he nostalgically tells YouTube channel Awesome Dreams, the rest is history. So they were like, wait a minute, that was amazing. Yeah. So after that, wait, the I, mixture spread like wildfire with bars across the world from New York to California to China to Amsterdam, adding pickle back to their menus. Okay, so is <clears throat> pickle juice a hangover cure? I mean, it might be because it's like salty, probably. I've never heard of that either. Okay. Like, like sodium? It's salt. Hangover is well, largely I like mean, a, a yeah. dehydration sort of a thing. So that may be some benefit of it. Like I didn't yeah. look at the jar, but sure. I would imagine there's a lot of sodium in pickles. Well, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So that's interesting. So, are you going to drink it the same way this time, or a different way? So I'm curious. I kind of want to pour this together. What if you put the whiskey and the pickle juice and the ginger ale <laughs> together? A, Did a, you ever, 
a pi- a whiskey ginger pickle. Whiskey whiskey pickle dry. <laughs> yeah, Canadian dry. <laughs> when you were a kid, did you ever go to like the the Seven Eleven or the AM PM and do like that? I'm gonna get a fountain drink. My mom gave oh. me a dollar, oh, yeah, and I'm gonna mix them all together. Graveyard. Yeah. Is that what that's called? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, you mm-hmm. did it. Yeah, and you also do it with um, like snow cones. Same oh, thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the flavors. Mm-hmm. Graveyard. Slurpees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I didn't like it with pop. It, I only tried that a few times, and you're like, that's gross. Because mm, yeah. what messes it up is like a diet soda or like a real fruity one when you have all the colas and different things. Yeah. All the brown sodas and the and the clear sodas go together. It's just like, yeah, that's fine. Just flavored sugar. Yeah, but you start putting like Hawaiian strawberry punch or, <laughs> exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's like gross. Okay, so are you going right. to put the ginger ale with yeah. the whiskey and the, do it. and the pickles for for posterity? Okay, with the with the ginger ale. No, no, no. Okay, I'm going to drink. <clears throat> I feel like having a mixed drink now. Yeah, and I just made a cocktail. Having a cocktail. So mixing the whiskey with the pickle juice. Oh, oof, that might be a little throw up y. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try it. I feel like that might have been a little heavy on the pickle juice for you. Oh. <laughs> Your new favorite camp drink? That was not good together. <laughs> that was actually a little throw up y. Like a little. Oh. Okay, that was, I got the taste out of my mouth. I'm good now. You did? How? <sighs> Ginger ale. But you're not on an airplane. But I'm not on an airplane. I'm making an exception. Okay. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> I was talking to my friend the other day, and one of the things on my bucket list, um, and, and it doesn't need to necessarily be on my bucket list, but it, whatever, for the sake of conversation, um, I want to float the John Day River. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like a multi-night, you know, thing, right? Never done it. Uh, and <clears throat> it, it involves enough planning and forethought that I just haven't like felt like I had the, I don't know, the, the, the care, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, to, to go through it all. And anyway, so we've kind of reopened that conversation and everything. He looked into it and I'm like, well, we have to get passes and all that kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. Okay. What he found was they have changed the regulations a bit and they've really, really tightened the, I don't know, like the monitoring of these river passes to where you have to float. You don't just get a river pass. You get a section pass. Like I'm going to put in in this section on this day. Okay. And then I have to float through these sections. Why is the man trying to keep you in a box like that? Exactly. But but the thing that was kind of crazy about it, because it used to be like you get a pass, you float the river, you got to pack it in, pack it out, and that involves everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, and, you know, you're good to go. And people have told me you get checked at the end and like it's a thing. Sure. No problem. But now it's like you have to get off the river on the day that your trip thing is supposed to go. Like, so it's like, no, you can't like decide to stay another night. It's got to be, you know, 
Anyway, hmm. and so I, I kind of thought, oh, that's, geez, that's a, that's like rant, ratcheting it up, you know. Um, and and he, you know, it's like if you cancel, if you get your pass, the way, and the, again, I'm I'm going off my friend's research, but he just did this the other day. What's your source? Yeah, I'm not gonna call him out, but but <laughs> he friends. he's smart, yeah. and he okay. was reading this stuff, and he's like, dude, if you cancel, then you'll get blacklisted for like two years. If you cancel, if your you trip? cancel, and I'm like, that can't be right, dude. What if life happens? So did you press him on that, or did you go look at the? the I did rules, say that or? can't be right, and he's yeah. like, that's what I read, <laughs> you know. So okay. anyway, I, I, but I'm but even if that's not true, the fact that you get such a tight window to float a river that doesn't flow at very many CFS during the summer, I'm like, that's either, a little you can concerning. You barely float it or not float or it not. at all. Yeah, because yeah, I know that there are portions of where people are like, no, you've got to paddle just to get downriver. Yeah, so the John Day is located right along one of my favorite state parks in Oregon, mm-hmm. which we will not name. No. Love to camp there. The park. But I have a, a friend who goes on an annual trip along it where there's like four or five dudes and little pontoon boats like... Yeah. Mine? Or you have yeah, one like too. We've got, yeah, like yeah. we have. Yeah. And they just do it in the nice time of year where there's plenty of water to do it. So I've looked into it and done some research. I haven't looked into the details and specs of the permit program. Yeah. But uh, I would go. I would do that trip. I would just yeah. get out of town. Leave my computer behind. Yeah. Well, and it, it, it seems awesome, but I was thinking about like, what's the reason for the increase in regulations? You Californians. Know? Well, I was actually wondering if it's like what we were all talking about. I mean, we kind of said it tongue in cheek earlier, but the pandemic forced everybody outside. All the insiders going outside. Exactly. I think maybe, I think you probably have more users, so you have to have some increased Mm -hmm. management. Mm -hmm. You probably have increased pressure on environmental sensitivities Mm -hmm. of land, of land impact on land. Right. Right. So you have some of that. You have more people wanting to go out there. I don't, I think that an activity like that is a little bit. It's not an entry level activity like getting a trailer and pulling it with your minivan, right? right so no. it's not really the same. But like, there's probably more people doing it. More people talk about it. It's on YouTube. It's on Instagram. It's all this stuff, and people right. are like, "Oh, let's go." Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But the the campsite deal is a toughie as well. Mm-hmm. You, you try. You don't. You don't camp much. Well, I mean, you can't. But you don't. I don't make reservations a bunch. Yeah. You just call them up and say, "I'm a camp." And I'm just say, gonna cool. go. I'm just gonna go. Either I'm dry camping or I go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like but you like you said earlier at the top of the show, it's like you're setting your alarm, you're like making reservations six months out. Cause you have to. I was reading this article on Backpacker and it was saying, you know, what we don't really what we the the, the camping the reservation sh- the campground and availability shortage mm-hmm. of spaces mm-hmm. is not a space issue, more so like a reservation issue because people are like feeling the pressure of, oh, there's limited capacity on campsites, so I better mm-hmm. go book a whole bunch of them now. Right. Or like I might maybe want to do this river float, so I better get my pass in now. And then like if I don't go, I don't know the specs on this. We'd have to call your buddy up and get That's, him in. Yeah. Have Chaz edited it in later with his comments. <laughs> but like I don't know about that. But you can see the same sort of a thing like on the Deschutes. You only have so much capacity. And then... If people, but I don't get the thing about the cancellation, then you're blacklisted. What they were talking about with the reservations for campsites is that what people are doing 
is they're like, well, I don't know what I want to do on July 4th weekend, so I better book a campsite here at the lake, yes. over here at the beach, and then up in, you know, wherever, right? So I got a couple options. Or, right. Or maybe you just book one, and you're like, we're going to go camping this week, and then something better comes along, or you mm-hmm. get invited to go to a wedding or whatever. And you're right. Like, well, we have this campsite. Maybe we'll go for one night, or maybe we'll cancel. Maybe we'll just forget about it by the time it gets there. Mm-hmm. And so, what that's resulting in is people will go. You know, you pull up to a campsite. It used it's to reserved. be yeah. the good old days. It used to be you just pull up and it's like vacancies, and you drive through and yeah. available, and you you pick right. a spot and you're good to go. You All could first be a little bit more surf. impromptu yeah. in your adventure planning. Yeah. Now it's like you got to plan it six months out or go. I mean, these sorts of places aren't my preferable places, but it's nice when you're putting groups of people together to be mm-hmm. like, we got some spots here. We go do our thing. Like dry camping, like get, like roadside camping or I don't know what you No, you can't it. do that because if you're trying to camp with anyone else, like you can't do those things of like, oh, let's go here and just find a spot. Right? I see like you saying. used to be able to go out the road, but that all burned up. Mm-hmm. So you can't go out that area anymore, which no. pushes everybody up to... This area, which is already over capacity, and so we've been trying to go up into Southwest Washington a bunch because you got a whole lot. That's what it is, dude. Remember that? Like you, the road down the road here used to be able to just go, and it's like, we'll just go, keep driving, keep driving. We'll look for you around mile thirty-five to forty, and Mm -hmm. I'll put a paper plate on the tree Mm -hmm. with an arrow that says A B, right? Yeah. And now that's all gone. That all burned up. I think that's opening up here next month. Actually, is it really? Yeah, I think it's in May. I bet you that's totally part of the reason that's pushing people to other places. I didn't think about that, but the forest mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. 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 Because that was a huge area. You know, you go out Big there time. yeah, and tons of great spots on little streams in the main stem and all hmm. that. So. Hmm. so you have all these pressures coming from different directions. And what it results in is like if you just wake up and you're like, I want to go camp somewhere. You have limited options because you can't go yeah. to a lot of places because they're all full. There were, used to be, and I don't know, at some places it seems like they hold back some first come, first serves. Yeah. But still, you can't show up on anything like that on a peak day or really any no. time during the summer. No. You can maybe go off peak <clears throat> midweek in shoulder seasons or right. off season and find something. Like we've done that a few times, gone down to the beach, we have a favorite campsite down there, and yep. it's right on the bluff on the ocean. Take the dog out and don't really need a spot. I mean, even if you want to reserve one, those are all booked up in the any twelve months out of the year. But you can at least find something. It might not be ideal. Last yeah. time we were down there, it poured and it was so windy. <laughs> really? So they're saying like yeah. there's a problem with the the way the reservations are and the mm-hmm. policies because right now some places are their policies are decided by location and some mm-hmm. are managed by the BLM, some are managed by the Forest Service, some are managed by independent. Mm-hmm. Concessionaires, yeah. and so they have all these different policies. I like the one that I like the most tends to be you get it for the first night, and if you're not there by checkout time the next day, yeah, you forfeit the rest of your thing. I like and that. it goes back out into the pool. That happened to me last year, um, when I was over in central Oregon, and I went over early, and then Amy and Isaac came over the next, I think it was a day or two days later, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. I was two nights by myself, and then I came over for a night or two. Um, and and it was there was a I was a campground that I had gone to, 
and I, I camped in three different places, three different nights. It was crazy. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Because they were just booked, and that's well, where the openings I, were? One, yeah, and I didn't have reservations. I, I just was going early in the week. I knew mm-hmm. that I could find at least a, a spot somewhere. And found one, and I was like, oh, that lake is super far down. Didn't realize that. I'm going to move to a different place. Mm-hmm. And there was a place not too far away. <clears throat> where right it was like Cascade Lakes Highway? Yeah, yeah. And, um, so anyway, I went to this this other campground and was driving through and it was exactly what you just described. It's like there were open campsites without, some had reservation slips and some did not. But what, what I experienced was the, the host was in his, was on like his low rounds, Mm -hmm. like replacing the tags. Oh, they were. So Mm -hmm. people weren't checked in. They were knocking them off. <clears throat> well, they were replacing them for like the next reservation, right? So like the ones that I had found, oh, you know, nobody were, even showed up there, or they had left and it was open, mm, right? Okay. And I'm like, oh, cool, this date's gone, so now this should be open. Yeah. Well, I get, I, I tried to get settled in this one place. I hadn't, luckily, I hadn't um, like set up anything. I was just kind of driving around looking for a good spot, and I saw him, <clears throat> and I flagged him down. I was talking to him, I'm like, hey, I want to camp here. I want to, you know, this. Uh, whatever and he goes oh that's taken there's nothing in this loop that's taken seats taken i'm like well it's not it doesn't have a thing he goes well no and so he was explaining exactly what you're talking about where people would they would reserve the the weekend and then they may not show up for the first night they may show up for Mm. the second night and i'm like well dude that doesn't seem because it's gaming the system too like with that six months in advance if you want to book the weekend of friday saturday sunday yeah and then you actually jump in there early on like Tuesday mm-hmm. because that that reservation mm-hmm. window jumps out yeah. within like 14 days. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to just book it Tuesday through Sunday, exactly. eat the four-day fee, doesn't matter, but I know I got it for the weekend. Yeah. That's exactly. the reservation problem. Yeah, and, and I <clears> – <throat> exactly, because for the folks that maybe they camp midweek or or just like you were saying, those people don't come, you mm-hmm. know? That's not, I don't think, yeah, I, I agree. There needs to be something changed. I would even give it till check-in time of the second day. Because, like, if you really yeah. wanted a spot and you got it Thursday night to pay for an extra night, get it for the, the four days, right. I'm, a, I'm okay with that. But I don't like the multi-day or the show up and, and the thing remains reserved. So, Huh, yeah. So that's it. Let's take a break. Get your reservations now. Camp on. We will see you in June. Thanks for listening. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with a friend. Email us questions or topic ideas at breakingcamppodcast at gmail.com. And if we use your topic, we'll even send you a sticker to say thanks. Check us out at patreon.com slash breakingcamp and join the BCP family today. Now get outside and have some fun.